Welcome to Doing Crime. The audio is going to sound really bad because we don't have the mics today. But that's because the moistest uh, the, 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 the moistest pair of hands this side of the Mississippi isn't here today. Amelie's in Ohio, and so I am trying something a little different with her blessing, of course. Um, I figured it would be a cool idea if every once in a while we could have a d- guest on the show and they could tell us about their most... Their their favorite true crime event that is most interesting to them. So, uh, because I don't have any friends besides Amelie and because I live under her bed, um, I just have my husband, John. Hi. Uh, he's our editor. You've heard us talk about John a couple times. Uh, he's our editor. He <coughs> makes the episodes sound as good as they do. Um, and... I suck his dick for a living, so <laughs> I'm really, I have actually, I've actually never asked you what your favorite, like, true crime thing is. I've just forced you to listen to mine, so yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty interested. Um, yeah, <laughs> actually, um, so... What is it? <laughs> what well, is your? You said my favorite murderer, not true crime event. So. Oh well, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Did you have a different favorite true crime event? Yeah. But. Okay. So what is your? So you're going to be talking about of uh, your favorite murderer, but what is your favorite true crime event? A bank robbery in California with those two dudes. With the assault rifles, that's fully automatic rifles. They rob the bank. The police standoff. Oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Early 2000s or 90s. Right. I know what you're talking about. That is, I'm usually never interested in bank robberies because I just like, I like hearing about people having like their skin torn off. That's that's what I'm into. Yeah. You hear my cats meowing. This is why we don't record here right now. Yeah, they're trying to get in from the other side of the door. It isn't going to happen. <laughs> but they're going to start beating on the door. That's going to suck. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so I'm I'm ready to hear about your... <laughs> Your leg shaking is making me nervous. Alright, well, this is what I do. <laughs> okay, so what is it? Who is your favorite murderer? Who? What is your favorite murder? Er. Okay. John Wayne Gacy. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's, he, he is so elementary. Well. That's just your favorite. Okay, yeah, I'm into it. I'm it, into it. It's just one that I like. This one, it's one, you know, it's one of the big ones. Heavy hitters, as they're called in the true crime community. <laughs> Was that a baseball? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> you said heavy hitters, so imagine like if we had a radio sound effect like that. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, what do you want to know about him? Everything. Everything? Well, his penis. <laughs> <laughs> no. He you was... know what? Okay. You know what? I've I've seen a lot of interviews of John Wayne Gacy. I've seen a lot of his pictures. Everyone describes him as, like, a super fat guy. But, like, in today's standards... He was he's, back then fat. Yeah, he like, he's not the that future. fat. They can see into the future to when people got fatter. It's like us looking at morbidly obese people today and going, like... <laughs> They're big, and someone in the future, like, no, they're tiny. He's like, he was like your size. Yeah. Like, he was not that fat. He was like a, a normal dude's size. I mean, I don't know if he lost weight while he was in prison, but like every, every... Maybe when he got shanked, so some of his fat drained out. He was shanked? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned something. I learned that today on the <laughs> okay, so I want to know all about John Wayne Gacy. Well, so he was an American serial killer. All right. He raped, tortured, and killed thirty-three, possibly thirty-four, young boys between nineteen seventy-two and nineteen seventy-eight, all in Cook County, Illinois. All right. Oh yeah. Stuff. Gacy had the typical always trying to gain my abusive father's approval upbringing and he very rarely did get his father's approval. Um, so he had daddy issues? Oh yeah. Big time daddy I feel issues. Like, I feel like all serial killers have daddy issues to a degree. Yeah. Maybe. Would you say I have daddy issues? That was Art. Oh. <laughs> you sound like a, a baby ghost. <laughs> Art's Ooh. our dog. Also uh, also our baby ghost. Anyway, no. I don't think we have daddy issues. Okay, good. Keep going. His first crime was at age six. He uh, stole a toy car from the store. His mom found out and made him... Return it and apologize to the store owner. Second crime was at age seven. He and another child were caught sexually fondling a young girl. Oh my god. His father beat the shit out of him for both of these. I've actually, I've never heard about that second one that you talked about. I've never heard about him sexually fondling a young girl at age seven. Which makes me, okay, stuff like that. Whenever kids that young do, like, act out sexually... Or, like, hurt other kids sexually, I just automatically assume that they've been sexually abused in some way. Yeah. Just constantly, you know. Yeah. Plus, like, I mean, I don't really consider him stealing a toy car at the age of six his first, like, crime. Because, like, every kid steals. Like, even, like, they don't know that it's bad. At that age. You know what I mean? Like, our daughter has just grabbed some, like, sunglasses or 
a pack of gum off yeah. of a shelf, and we've walked out with it. Like, <laughs> our our one and a half year old daughter is the best accidental shoplifter I've ever met. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. So we touched a little girl. Uh, at age eighteen, Casey became involved in politics. He worked as an assistant precinct captain for a Democratic candidate that lived in his neighborhood. His dad taught him a passage for it. Because he was a Democrat? I don't know. I would assume that's why his dad would call him a, a patsy. Isn't a patsy like an old slang for like the F-A-G word? Well, it, it said like person easily taken advantage of. Oh. Leave, I guess. Oh, like, like the goat. People use like you there. for whatever they want you to do. Oh, okay. Later that year, though, John's dad bought him a car. The car was to remain in his father's name until he repaid him for it. Okay. So, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, months later, John's dad took the keys away because he did something he didn't want him to do. That was one of the terms of the car. He had to do what he wanted him to do and or else he'd, you know, take the keys. Uh, but his dad took the keys away because he did something he wasn't supposed to do. Uh, luckily, John had made a spare key just in case this were to happen. John's dad found out about the spare and removed the uh, distributor cap. But uh, John fixed the car and immediately ran away to Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, he worked at a mortuary. Uh, he, he slept there, and then uh, one night he even crawled into a casket with a young dead boy. Oh my god. And cuddled the body, and uh, he said he felt like a shocking, weird feeling, which prompted him to call his parents and ask if he can come back home. And uh, his dad came and picked him up and brought him back home. So, ew. Okay. Can we just talk about how fucking resourceful young John Wayne Gacy was? Because I would have never thought to make a spare key to my car. When when I had my first car, I would have never thought to make a spare. Ever. That would have never, ever crossed my mind. Yeah, well, he's a little, he's a little shit. Also, like, <laughs> I don't even know what a distributor cap is. So I like I can't even change a tire. <laughs> so all my dad all my dad would probably have to do is like like unhook the battery and I'd just be like, Well, that's it for this car. <laughs> like I guess I'm never driving like, again. Like that one time when I uh, <coughs> you were leaving work when you worked at Petco. Oh yeah. Start. Yeah. And I drove all the way out there from home, like a 20-minute drive, and I came over, and I just, like, opened a hood and, like, put the fucking negative terminal battery yeah. cable on a little tighter, and it started right up, and I was like, there you go. Or, like, like <laughs> not even a week ago, when I came inside really flustered because the van wouldn't start, like, I couldn't get the key to turn in the ignition, Oh, yeah. And you, like, got it started right away, and you were like, it's the steering wheel lock, Catherine. Yeah. All you have to do is wiggle the steering wheel, <laughs> like, a little bit. 
Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm absolutely hopeless. So, I mean, good on John Wayne Gacy for that. Now, fast forward to 1972. Uh, This was the first year, the year he killed his first victim. He uh, was a 16-year-old boy by the name of Timothy McCoy. Yeah, that rhymes. <laughs> He'd be a intro to a shitty country song. He was a 16-year-old boy. John. John he a... was Timothy McCoy. John, he's a murder victim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> John had picked him up and told him he could stay the night at his place because, uh, this Timothy McCoy character, he was just traveling, going sightseeing. He didn't really have a place to stay. But John was like, hey, you can stay over at my place tonight and tomorrow morning I'll take you to the bus. And, uh, unfortunately, that never happened. Uh, John killed him in the morning. He said it was self-defense. He said uh, he woke up and the kid was standing in his doorway. Oh, yeah. With a knife. Yeah. He, had, he had, like, the kid had, like, made him breakfast. Yeah, the kid had, like, this this fucking kid had got up and was like, I guess I'll make this guy breakfast. <coughs> Made him some, what was it, like, bacon and eggs. And then goes to wake him up and gets stabbed to death. Yeah. I wonder, okay, I wonder if John Wayne Gacy ate the breakfast. Probably. Look at the guy. He's not that fat. Back then he was. That's still not that fat. Also, can we talk about how fucking legit it would be to be like a like a regional manager for a KFC? You know how many family buckets we'd have in the fridge? <laughs> Too many. One of us would have a heart attack very soon. Okay. So my dilemma with KFC is their the the skin is so good. But the chicken is nearly flavorless. Yeah. While Popeye's, the skin isn't, like, that great. It's not that crispy. It's not that salty. It's not that crunchy. But the chicken is so flavorful. So if KFC and Popeye's just joined forces. KFP. Yeah. Kentucky Fried Popeye's. Stop drinking all of my drinks. Just give me a sip, dude. You. Cat, I just want a sip. No. Yes, come on. No. Come on. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. We're divorcing. Give me a no. fucking sip. No. Cat. <laughs> I just want to sip, man. You, okay, he's legitimately drank. That was two gulps. <laughs> so it was a, two sips. That was two full-size full John size Wayne gulp. Gacy gulps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there. Was he? Is he an Irish Santa now? I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I have a really bad cough. It's all a fucking mess. All of our recreational meth usage. If you watch the live streams, you would get that. The second victim was in 1974. He was an un- unidentified dear man between the ages of 14 and 18. Oh, that's sad. John had strangled him and then buried him in his backyard. 
So they still don't know who that was? I guess they're not. I don't know. It's like, it's really weird to me how there can be, like, how someone can stay a John Doe forever. You know what I mean? Because everyone, everyone knows someone. Everyone has someone. Right. Right? There's no real true loners. And so, like, how do bodies go? Well, I guess it's because back then there were so many, like, drifters. Like, so many people were still yeah. kind of nomadic. And and so, like, if you didn't hear from your friend Tim for a couple years, like, it was no big deal. Right, you know, yeah. I guess I kind of answered my own question, but still, it's it's weird to me how, like, there can... How they're still John Doe's. Well, yeah, I think there's no Facebook or anything back then either. So, you know, it's not like these people never left the house and never met people in their life. It just makes me think, like, because there are... (coughs) There are a couple hundred thousand, um, like, missing people in America right now. How many of those people are... John and Jane Doe's sitting in morgues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... Mm, I feel like maybe there should be, like, a better way to figure stuff like that out. I was thinking the other day, I was like, how much easier would it be to solve crimes if all of our DNA was, like, in a database? But then that kind <laughs> of, like... That, <laughs> that kind of gets into that, like, cloudy area where, like... You don't want your DNA in a government database. You know what I mean? Like, well, you were in the military, so you don't really care. But, like, it you shouldn't be forced to do anything government-wise besides pay taxes. Yeah. I don't know. Just just weird Catherine thoughts while driving down the road. Just Cat thoughts. Cat thoughts in the morning. It's just this, the the saddest radio show of like, what if there were hot dog flavored Twinkies? <laughs> Somebody calls in like, hey man, one time I had these Twinkie flavored hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what if there were hot dogs? Okay. But there was already, like, ketchup and, like, relish or, like, chili, like, already on the inside of it. So you just... Hot dog exception. Yeah. So, like, okay, you know those cheese dogs that already have the cheese in it? Yeah. But it's, it's like, that except, like, with ketchup or, like, with chili. That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's... All we need, okay, we need packaged hot dogs. Maybe there's meat and cheese. And one big syringe. <laughs> okay, sorry. I drove us off topic. And then in uh, 1975, Gacy did to murder one of his employees out of PDM Contractors. Uh, I forget when what year he started uh, PDM Contractors. Uh, I think it was around 72 or 73. But yeah, it was his company, and uh, he was an employee. He was a 15-year-old 
Anthony Antonucci. He went to the boys' house while uh, his parents were out one day, and he got the kid drunk, and he wrestled him to the floor, and cuffed his hands. Yeah, his famous his rope trick or handcuff trick or. Yeah, he can't handcuff the kid behind his back. Uh, luckily, the cuff on his right wrist was loose, and uh, Aunt Nucci freed his hand when Gacy left the room. And as soon as Gacy came back into the room, Aunt Nucci jumped on him. He wrestled him to the ground, and then he cuffed him. And uh, John was cussing and yelling at him and all. And then he calmed down, and then he told Aunt Nucci, he said, hey, you know, if you want to cuff me right now, I'll leave the house. But for some stupid reason, Aunt Nucci was like, oh, okay. So he uncuffed this dude that just tried to fucking, like, rape him. And then he just let him leave. And John left, and that was it. Wow. Okay, how many times did you get drunk with, like, older men when you were a teenager? Uh, zero? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that happened a lot more back then. Yeah, like, I think it was more acceptable, like, like, oh, cool, I'm gonna, um, Uncle Jerry's got a beer, I'm gonna go drink it with him. I don't think it was more acceptable, I just think people didn't, like, talk about, like, like the dangers of, like, predators back then. Use. So, like... You hear about these pedophiles from, like, way back when all the time. Right. Throwing, like, parties where, like, these wayward kids would go. And they would just, like, go get drunk and go get high. And these pedophiles would, like, have sex with them because, like, they'd be like, I'll give you all the alcohol and weed you can handle. All you've got to do is give me your little butthole. And... They'd be down for it because they're like, well, all I have to do is do this and then I can get high and get drunk. But anyways, I just think people weren't as vocal about dangers back then. They were like, "Mm, if we don't talk about it, maybe it doesn't exist. (laughs) Also, not to victim blame, but like. Who gets, like, I'm, I assume, like, he called him and was like, hey, if you let me come over, we can party. Like, who's, like, oh, okay, I'll invite my boss over. No, he, like, came over, like, when he saw he was home alone. Oh, okay. So he was, like, he was there to kill him. Oh. That's why he was there. So he waited until he saw he was home alone and he rushed in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, one week later, on July 29th, 1975, uh, Gacy killed another employee, uh, 17-year-old John, uh, Bukovic, it's okay. Yeah, okay, anyway, (laughs) again, he handcuffed and strangled him. Okay, if I'm a serial killer... The last people I'm going to kill are the ones who are, like, employed by me. Well, he was just a fucking nasty-ass dude going to rape and kill boys, and I guess he didn't really care how we got him. Like, Mr. Gacy, your employees are dropping like flies. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, they just don't come in. (laughs) I bet they're on the heroin or, or something again. It's, it's fucking weird. <laughs> Everyone just keeps getting murdered. <laughs> and 
it's like after a while you have to be like, okay, I need to, I need to brought. I mean, not to try to like coach a serial killer. Have <laughs> <laughs> a serial kill one on one. And then, uh, pretty much coughing became his main mode of subduing young men. There are now. Okay. And then in uh, 1975, Gacy and his wife got a divorce because she improperly, incorrectly balanced the PDM contractor's checkbook. And I guess that wound up with them owing money. Anyway, they had a big argument over it, and then uh, they wound up just wanting to get divorced from each other. I mean, that's what she probably tells the neighbors, but in reality, she's tired of stepping over the bodies of... The teenagers they are fucking piling up in her house. The majority of the murders were done during John's cruising years, as he called it. Uh, it was from 1976 to 1978. <clears throat> On uh, April 6, 1976, he killed 18-year-old Daryl Sampson. On May 14, 1976, he killed... 15-year-old Randall Perefit. On May 14th, 1976, he killed Samuel Stapleton. Wait, he killed two, two people in one day? Mm-hmm. Uh, June 3rd, 1976, he killed 17-year-old Michael um, Boren. So he's just, like, off the handle right yeah. now. He's, like, just going crazy. And ten days later, on June 13th, 1976, he killed 16-year-old William Carroll. <coughs> And these are all young men that he's picking up cruising. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know what cruising is, it's something that happened um, a long time ago in the gay community where uh, mostly men would go to public areas or pick up uh, hitchhikers or whatever and proposition them for sex. Um, And that's really how uh you just got laid honestly like it was it was like meeting at parks or meeting at bathhouses uh it most of the time it was in uh random public areas and you would kind of just like make eye contact with someone and like do a nod and then you just go behind a bush or somewhere and have sex. And sometimes sometimes it would involve prostitution. Um, other times it wouldn't. It just depended, I guess. Four more unidentified victims were discovered. There were four males, ages 16, 17, 22, and 30. And two more unidentified males were uncovered. The first between somewhere within uh, 21 through 27. And the second one between 17 and 21. And some, like, a lot of the identified ones were, like, in between the other ones. So right. Tell where it was on the timeline, but they just don't know who the victim is. Well, I'm sure, well, like I said before, I'm sure a lot of these, like, young men were transient. Um, they were going from town to town. And I'm sure, I'm sure most of them were gay. So the mindset of America back then was like, oh, you're gay? I don't have a son. And so you would just leave and you would just hitchhike from town to town and work meaningless job for meaningless job and, like, 
you would you would just have no ties to any kind of community. So it's sad. Yeah. And I guess no one would report you missing because like you left. You got kicked out. And then uh, on October 24th, 1976, John abducted and killed two more boys, uh, Kenneth Parker and Michael Marino. And then two days later, on October 26th, John killed an employee of his, uh, William Bundy, uh, 19 years old. And then later, in December, he killed 17-year-old employee Gregory Godsky. Or Godzik. Yeah, Gregory Godzik. Yeah. <clears throat> He's one of the more well-known victims of John Wayne Gacy. And then uh, between December 1976 and December 1978, uh, John Wayne Gacy killed 14 more young men. Um, on December 22nd, 1978, John confessed to the murders. Uh, later that day, Gacy and police went back to, the, uh, to Gacy's house to uncover all the bodies. They feel like he lifted them out from the crawl space. Yeah. And dug them up. Real gross. Smelly, probably. Okay, so, have you seen pictures of this house? Have you seen the pictures of the crawl space? Mm-hmm. Do you think that John Wayne Gacy had an accomplice? Or one of his victims could have been an accomplice of his? It's possible. I definitely think so. Because looking, the the entrance to the crawl space is probably half a foot tall, or like a, a foot and a couple inches tall, and like two feet wide. And although I don't think John Gacy is extremely fat, he's just your average guy, I do not think that he could wiggle himself through that hole and pull a body down after him. I definitely think that either some of his employees were doing that for him and then were killed subsequently. All I'm saying is I think he had to have had an accomplice. I don't know. I don't think it's anyone that, like, is still living now. Um, and then, uh, Gacy was brought to trial on February 6th, 1980. Uh, and it took the jury less than two hours to find him guilty on uh, 33 counts of murder. He was sentenced to death and uh, pretty much thrown out. He sat in prison until May 9th, 1994. He was executed by lethal injection early that morning. Weren't his last words like, kiss my ass? Yeah, there was something like that. I heard, though. Okay, so, like... When, when he was, like, laying on the gurney and they were like, do you have any final words? He didn't say anything. But on his way to the, the chamber, the death room, the death chamber, he said to a guard on the side, kiss my ass. So, like, it wasn't, like, as he was sitting, like, in the lethal injection right. table. His last meal was, like, a family bucket from KFC, a pound of strawberries. It was a lot, yeah. actually. I don't remember all of it. 
But cool. Yeah. So that was your favorite. John Wayne Gacy. That was like the that was like the bare bones of John Wayne Gacy. But now I know. Now I know that's your favorite murderer. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being here today. Thanks for being my guinea pig so I that I could try this out on. Um if you guys if you guys like having um would like to have us have other guests on to hear about their favorite true crime event, uh, let us know on our at our email address, doingcrimepodcast at gmail.com, or on our Facebook page, just doing crime podcast. Our Twitter is doing crime at doing crime, and our Instagram is at doing crime podcast. Um, if you have any case suggestions, if you have anyone that we that you want us to do an episode on us, uh, if you want, <laughs> if you have anyone you want us to do an episode on, just uh, reach us on any of our social media platforms. Uh, do you have any recommended reading or recommended listening, recommended watching? I don't know. Recommended watching. Go check out Bruno if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, go ahead and watch it again because it's a funny movie. I'm going to recommend Harlots on Hulu. I binged watched the entire first season. It is so good. If you're really into period dramas, it's about um, sex workers from... period drama. It's about sex workers from... Sex workers in London in the 1770s. Once again, excuse my cough. Excuse the audio. We're not working with our mics. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. And we love you. Bye!